Hello, happy Tuesday. This is Company Man and my name is Mark Steadman and I'm here for the next half hour or so. I wasn't here uh, yesterday, as you possibly noticed. Um, my apologies for that. Day sort of got away from me and I didn't have a lot. I've got something today and I want to share this, if that's okay. It's about me. It's not about you, Mark. I hope it's okay. Um, because I, I, well, I only really, if, if I've got something about me that I want to share, I, as I've said before, like I want to try and make it applicable, applicable uh, to others. So there's, you know, something to take away, if you like, rather than just, here's a thing. I'd like there to be some kind of takeaway. And um, I think that there possibly is for this, even if it's just, yeah, I felt like that. And, um, you know, to feel validated and, and, and whatever. So just got off the off the blower, um, off the off the Skype blower with uh, my counsellor. And we, we ended up going in, like, I had nothing for him this week because it's been a pretty good week. Um, uh, you know, there's, there's been things that have happened, but they've all been like kind of achievement things. And, and we, we actually got to one of them this week, which is, which is important. Uh, and it's, it's to do with the, uh, the chair, what I built last week. So if you've ever used uh, one of the new iPads, the iPads Pro, you might know that the, uh, the camera is not where it should be. It's ponder left-hand side and so you can never really look people directly in the eye so we're talking about that and talking about uh me and my my visual impairment and and uh, i i have to cop to being embarrassed to talk about it unless it's very specifically on my terms but it kind of led us into uh down an avenue of conversation and talked about putting this chair together and how effectively I, i i could have used a bit of help but I didn't want someone to do it for me. And this is something that I'm really starting to realise about myself. Um, and, and one of the, let's call it the treasures of lockdown. Let's, so if, if we, we, we all, because we're all sensible people, we all know that this is not the situation we want to be in. And we all know that there are awful things that are happening um, outside of our immediate field of vision. Um, that said, there are still things that we can take from this. I would, I would hope you'd, you'd agree. And for me, one of the things I'm really becoming aware of certain things being easier and opportunities being presented that might otherwise go ignored or passed up. And one of those opportunities was to build this chair myself, the chair that I'm sitting at. So I I started telling him a, a very short story from a long time ago, maybe 15, 16 years ago. It was a house party. I went into the kitchen um, to open a bottle of beer. And I was taking, you know, maybe a little bit longer to open this bottle of beer. And this guy that I've never met before just came along and said, oh, something to the, to the extent of, oh, for goodness sake, I grabbed the bottle out of my hand and opened the opened it within a second, and then handed it back to me like, "There you go, kiddo." And I try—I I don't want to swear on this particular podcast, but goodness gracious, it's such an arrogant thing to do. It's such a 
it's 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 all that toxic masculinity type stuff that we talk about now with mansplaining and you know all that kind of stuff it's a power play right it's a it's an assertion of dominance and and i was i was sort of i was a bit irked at it at the time but hadn't really kind of clocked and i've grown up thinking i'm not there's certain things i just can't do and i may, maybe this is something we've, we've talked about before it's just certain things that are just out of my reach like i, I just can't i can't do them or i certainly can't do them alone I'll, I'll only screw them up or whatever and one of the treasures of lockdown that i'm discovering at the moment is the opportunity to open my own beer but the key is opening my own beer in my own time and that's the thing so when you are someone with um a disability or something that makes some aspect of life a little bit harder it really doesn't mean that you can't do that thing it just means it might take you a bit longer so for me it might mean that i've got to orientate myself i've really got to sort of okay what is this where is this what is happening here what actually needs to be done and think about it and calculate and whereas someone else might just go straight in and and and, and barrel ahead and do it really quickly for me, I might just have to sort of assess the situation. And in life, sometimes people want to be helpful and they want to open, open the beer for you. But if you've ever been in that situation, don't open someone else's beer. Ask them if they'd like help opening the beer. But actually, for a start, like let them really try and open the beer first, okay? If they're really struggling to open the beer, then you can say, you know, can I give you a hand? And if, if they don't want a hand, then don't, you know, we get into this sort of, there's a thing, uh, there was a book, I think it was a book called Does He Take Sugar? Or it, it's, it's, a, it's a concept anyway, uh, at least, which we talked about in, in my session today, which is this idea that confronted with a, a visibly disabled person who is perhaps being either cared for or, um, you know, may, maybe being helped uh, physically, maybe they're being... There, uh, there's a, a wheelchair situation or, or something else. There is a tendency, uh, and I think it, it kind of felt very 80s and early 90s, and I think there's probably still an aspect of it now where people want to ask the carer, like, you know, almost like, can I give him Can I give him a sweet? Or, can I, you know, can he have, does he take sugar? Like, that's the whole thing. It's like, how about ask Jeff if, if Jeff takes sugar? Like, Jeff might have an opinion as to whether Jeff takes sugar. Um so the, the session that I was having, my my uh, counselor asked me to really talk about uh, talk about myself as being capable, understand be, being able to sit and say I am capable of, just I am a capable person, right? It's something I've really struggled with, because I have a very binary thinking process, and so there's a part of me that says because you have a disability, you are like almost sort of like well what if you can't do that then like what what are you for almost not quite that not, not as severe as that but like if you can't do something fundamental as seeing then like what can like what i don't you know the physical world has no need for you you can do your computers as as you know members of my family might say i can do my computers um or i can do my music but Ah, don't worry about the physical. Like, the, we'll, we'll take care of the physical world for you. Um, and one of the treasures of lockdown is being able to explore that aspect and being able to explore the the 
opportunities and the possibilities of um, of opening my own beer, of, I mean, not building, but assembling my own chair. Um, and, and, and that's really impactful, I think. So when we talk about, like, identity politics and stuff like that, I feel that having a disability gives me a, a to use the millennial language, a privilege, if you like, a, a, a privilege of perspective. Because I am not, as, as much as I am a white middle class-ish, um, uh, no, I am I'm middle class, as much as I am a white middle class cisgender male, um, I also will rankle at being um, advised to check my privilege because I ain't got quite the privilege you think I've got, right? So with that privilege of perspective, I, I, I do feel like I identify with a, a group of, of people that are not necessarily marginalised, but but are sort of well, patronised, like absolutely, like absolutely patronised and... Um, feeling like you know you you've got to run to keep up or they feel like you've got to run to keep up you know what i mean but i i do like i do feel that and 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 some of that is i might call a chip on my shoulder but but like we get these chips on our shoulders for for a reason like they they don't necessarily come fully formed um i'm not angry at the world for having a disability i never have been and i'm not angry at, at other people uh for being able to see better than i can right that's not i i don't harbor that um, but I do feel uh, condescended to or, or sometimes diminished. And some of that is just my own baggage. And, and that's one of the things we were talking about today is like my, my, my own seasoning that I bring to that particular stock. Um, it, you know, when, when, when someone um, is, is just, you know, wants to ask a, a sort of sensible meaningful or not meaningful but like well-meant question about you know what can you actually see this that, and there which is like i think when i was younger I, I had a much snarkier answer but i think you know i tend to use a a slightly better answer now which is you know where people ask what can you see like it's, it's an impossible question to answer um because i don't have another person's sight to compare it to right um is, is it blurred well I don't know because that's again that's relative like that's relative to what you see like I don't know it but it could be completely blurred it might be darker than what you see I don't know you know if it's about um for, so so for, if you're unaware my my thing is um I have a vastly lower number of like an order orders of magnitude fewer optic nerves um in my uh, you know connecting the eye to the brain than uh, your average bear uh, or even your average human. Much fewer in my left eye as well. So I see what I do see. Most of that seeing is done from from, from my right. Um, and so there's like so there's actually nothing wrong with my eyes. It's it's all optic nerves, but that's semantics, right? So like is it blurred, is it dark? Like it, it could be that because there's less the same amount of light is hitting me, but less of that is being processed. So maybe my image is darker. I don't know, right? Because I ain't, I ain't, yeah, you get it. Um, and and I've always, I, I, I often find that difficult to talk about. Um, but that's my own thing to 
to figure out, right? That's like most of the time, like nine out of 10 people uh, are quite sort of um, like they're just being curious. And I, I like curiosity and I like it when people call it out as well. Uh, or when people are like, I'm just being nosy. Like, I, you know, I find that endearing rather than people who tend to be like, what is going on there? <laughs> um, you know, or even people who are like, listen, I've wanted to ask you this for ages, but I didn't know how to. And it's like, go on, you know. Um, it's, you know, because it's, it's interesting to some people and, and that's cool. Um, I once knew a guy who was also visually impaired. He was, uh, it was a, a girl that I was sweet on at university and her, uh, boyfriend at the time was uh, he was very visually impaired as well, and he just wanted to have conversations about it. And like, I get it from his perspective because um, he was at uni and uh, like he, he, I think he was a year a year or two above me uh, at a different uni, and he like he wanted to someone to to commiserate with or whatever. And it's weird, like I never have really. Um, I I've never ident- identified, but like I've never. I've never sought out that kind of communality, if you like, which is perhaps weird. Um, I don't know. And it's maybe about not embracing it or whatever, but like he wanted to talk about it and I didn't, you know, I was just like, I don't want this. I think what it is, is I don't want this to be the thing that unites us. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want this to be the, the, the thing that is our bond that, that, that we share. I don't want that to be the reason that we talk. Um, which is, I think, why I don't go to because you know there are these things people go to like meeting people who who also have this particular uh, or, or or some sort of visual visual impairment. Like you know, there's there's those things are available, but I, that's not a pretext under which I want to meet people. You know, and I think there's my, myriad reasons. Some of them complex, some of them fixable, if you like, uh, as as to why that is for me. But. Um, yeah, so I, 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 it's 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 been an interesting morning, really, because I've spent I've spent I've spent more time working with my hands this morning. Just, I mean, something very very simple, right? Well, fairly simple. Um, is changing all of the strings on my electric guitar, which involves, if you've never done it before, unscrewing the back plate unwinding the strings which you can do it by hand but you're much better to have a a winder because once I, it took me a while to figure that one out to actually get the torque kind of thing right like you, you've really got to position your hand in the right way so that the handle can turn in the in the right way um that is torque isn't it basically or, or is it like a cantilever i think anyway <laughs> you, you know what i mean like the, getting that right position so that the handle can then crank as opposed to just twist. Okay, that I've talked enough about that. Um, so you've got to you've got to loosen all the strings. Um, you've also got to snip them off, which you're supposed to use special things for that. And I've you know I bought a combination string unwinder and uh, string cutter, uh, and uh, so that arrived uh, yesterday. And so I, I started doing all this this morning, um, and and so that's a process. Uh, and then yeah, you've got to unscrew the back plate. Um, feed the strings through from where you've snapped them off uh, at the front of the car, the front of the guitar, all the way through the back, pull them all out, um, and then, you know, safely dispose of those so that your cats don't eat them. Then begins the process of, of restringing, and that's a whole thing. Um, and, 
yeah and so you know then then you're feeding the strings back through the guitar you've got to make make sure you do it the right way because uh, there's like a little bulb there's a little bulb on the end uh, so that it doesn't go all the way through the guitar so you feed that through uh, and then you've got to snip the right amount off not too much not too little wind that po- poke it through the little hole uh, and then wind that through and i'm telling you all of this because these are all significant steps right the, the reason I'm, I'm going through these in such detail is these steps each one of these which is ostensibly quite simple right you take threading a string through this little hole it's not the size of, it's not the eye of a needle like it's a it's a reasonably sized hole you can see a good amount of daylight through this hole um but for me like lining that up lining up the string to get into that hole right that's a process and that can take a while and that's a lot of trial and error because sometimes it goes in one end it doesn't come out the other because it's now threading inside the the screw thing right and it's not poking out the other end you've got to figure that out um and and some of this, like yes, some of this is you would say, well, you know, everybody finds that particular thing difficult, and and that will be the case. There's always one or two steps that everybody struggles with, right? Or everybody they can see how difficult it is, but like that's maybe I don't know, a fifteen minute task. I don't know. I don't think it takes all that long, but it took me much longer, and at the end of it. I had a strung guitar and then I had to do some other work. Like I'm, uh, there's a, a thing, I, I can't remember if it's attenuation or whatever the word is. There's other stuff that, that I wanted to adjust in the guitar and I was playing around with that. Um, and it's one of the things that I am learning, that, as I'm talking about these treasures of lockdown, is exploring, because, you know, perhaps... If if I was seeing my guitar teacher, if I was going to see him on, you know, getting on the bus every week, every Saturday and going to see him and have my lesson with him, maybe he would have done that for me. Not necessarily restrung my guitar, but like he might have done. Um, or or I might have asked him to do it so that I, you know, I can have it done and I can see it done and all this, this, that, and the other. And he might have talked me through the process, but I had to figure that out, or I wanted to figure that out for myself understanding that things can be done but they just might take longer that's one of the things that i am really coming to terms with in a good in a really good way is figuring out like i can do most obviously i can't drive like you know let's not let's not be let's not be daft but like there's lots of things of uh, of which i am capable um but it just might take a little bit longer, you know? And the important thing is to be given the opportunity to take that time, right? And that's that's the point. Like, if there is a take-home today, I kind of want to just plant this seed that, like, if you know someone with a disability or with, uh, or, or you have one yourself or you, you just recognise this aspect of life, I really want that to, to, to ring through, how important it is to be given the opportunity so uh my counselor brought up this thing of, uh, about gestalt uh, psychology which i still don't really understand what the word is but um I, i'll try and get it right and it's a phrase i think from from the founder that said um and it, it really actually sort of brought into brought brought to light some of the ways that i think he operates actually 
and it was I think it's as little as possible, but as much as necessary. I, th- I think it's something along those lines. And that's really, that's re- like, if you sit and think about that, that's really interesting, I think. As, as little support as possible, but as much as necessary. So if I think about um, putting this chair together, what does that look like in, in, in that sort of, in, in those terms? What that probably looks like is... Let's let's take lockdown out of this. Let's say we're we're in, you know, we we can see each other, and and, and I'm there with, I say, my dad or or another person who is, um, you know, fully sighted, and I want to build this chair, and it's important that I build the chair, not for some great proving thing. It's just no, it's my chair, and I want to build the chair, right? I want to open my own beer like this. I'm going to keep coming back to this because it's really really important. What does a little as little support as 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 possible look like? That is someone showing me where the pieces are and well no you see i can do that myself it's it's showing me it's watching me struggle over one thing that that might perhaps look so i'll give you an example right small example putting this this thing and there's this big back rest uh the 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 big um not the rest but the um it's a it's a long metal column that goes from the base of the chair to and then attaches to the uh, headrest and I was struggling fitting it into the base of the uh, actually fitting the headrest on because what I didn't see is there's a flap of fabric and when you push the fabric back you see the hole that this thing fits into but I was sort of a little bit of you know tentative or a bit sort of mousy to to do that because I thought well it's it, it's a flap of fabric like it shouldn't be pushed back but as soon as I did so it's little things like that right so it might just be someone saying that bit of fabric pulls back and that's that that is as little support as is necessary right? i wasn't going to find that other, i mean i did in the end but it took me a long time right so that is support that is saying oh yeah that bit of fabric there if you pull that back you can see the hole cool right that with that knowledge i can now move on to the next step and i might struggle with the next bit or it might be waiting until um i'm screwing something in maybe there's two screws that look very very similar right and this other person can see the difference maybe it's the difference in the head or whatever right or the the thickness of thread or whatever right they can see the the difference and they know it's important and i start screwing and it's maybe it's someone saying is that the right screw head or just even say i don't think that's the right screw head right so I'm still doing all of these things myself, as little support as necessary, uh, as little support as possible, but as much as necessary, right? That was all the support that was needed for me to do the job. And that, I think, is is resonant. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I think that is valuable and it's worth taking into consideration when we, like, if you are uh, lucky enough to to know someone with, with a disability, um, you have and I, I like I, I do think about that by the way I, I do consider um there, there to be a privilege in knowing someone with a disability because it broadens your understanding of the world it broadens your outlook um and I like I, I'm really pleased at the fact that I uh, I went to school and, and a youth club thing when I was much younger with with all sorts of uh, of, of uh, abilities and 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 disabilities um 
and you know many of which I didn't understand at the time, and that's that's fine. But like I was ex- exposed to that for for want of a better word, introduced to that, and I'm really grateful because I do feel there's there's a certain amount of not narrow mindedness, but there's there's a certain aspect of life, a way of looking at life, or just knowledge that you lack by knowing someone interacting with someone with a disability i think you your world is just a little bit smaller again i'm not saying you are narrow-minded you are smaller minded or anything like that but it broadens your mind i think also being given the opportunity to for me like i need to be able to have looked that person in the in the eye who opened my beer and said what the hell do you think you're doing that's an incredibly dismissive, arrogant thing to do. I understand that you wanted to help, but that is absolutely not appropriate. That is not the way that you help someone. Don't ever do that again. If you'd like to help me, you can ask if I need your help. You know, And that is... So, yeah, let us... Not let us open our own beer, because that just feels... Yeah, like, just let someone else open their own beer. And offer help when it's needed, support when necessary, um, but as little as possible. And I think there's also um, a generational aspect to this. We, in the year 2020, lockdown notwithstanding, have more opportunities now to offshore and outsource the things in life that we would just pick up as, for want of a better term, common sense. I'm not a big fan of that phrase, but, you know, or life experience or whatever. Even, you know, we, we can now exchange a little bit of our disposable income because you know we're not buying a house because no one can but you can take that money and you can pay for someone to do your laundry or assemble if you're in america you can get a task rabbit person to come over and assemble a piece of ikea furniture there's probably even a system over here that'll do something like that for you these things are open to us in a way that they never were before and they are opportunities for us to just not learn certain skills and like i'm not judging that i don't really have a problem with that at all i think if you know where you want to spend your knowledge and your your experience uh, and where you want to do either do the most good or do the most that you want to do then perhaps building ikea furniture is not you know knowing how to use an allen key is not perhaps where you want to spend your uh, your limited allotted hours and I completely get that. But I think there's also, I don't know, there's just a little bit of a value in, in in knowing that you can do it yourself. Not even doing it, but just not even like the satisfaction of a job well done, but knowing that you are capable, knowing that that is, is, is open to you and you are choosing to not do that because there's something better to do rather than I can't do this. You know, realizing that you do actually have the power to do this, to figure it out yourself, whether it's just by watching a YouTube video and monkey see, monkey do. Or making mistakes, like uh, I, I I had to bin one of the guitar strings this morning because uh, when I th- um, threaded the the string through the hole, um, I, I started winding it and it snapped out of the hole. And because of I'd snipped it in in between, um, there was now not enough to fit it properly through the hole and wind it in again. So I was like, uh, I mean, I could sit here and struggle with this for another 10 minutes and 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 you know swear till i'm blue in the face or i could just go all right fine i've got another one i, I bought plenty of strings 
Let's go and get another A string and, and do it again, right? And I only did it once, and now I know, you know? Like, being able to take our time but also make mistakes is, is really crucial. And in this period where millennials especially and younger people, Generation Z or whatever, like, there are, there are more opportunities now to be babied. And I think if we can, like, those of us who want to, take those opportunities to figure things out for ourselves and screw it up, I think is, it's important. But it's also really important that those of us who are watching on the sidelines and watching someone quote unquote struggle, don't see that as an opportunity to leap into rescue because they may not like, and that gets us back to identity politics and white knighting and all that kind of stuff. Like not everybody needs to be saved. Some people need to you know, maybe maybe some people need to stammer because they need to be able to, they don't want that sentence completed for them. In, in the same way, you might have all the empathy in the world and you might feel like you want to finish that person's sentence, but like you're taking away that person's power to speak for themselves. And by opening someone else's beer, you are, you're not just helping, right? You're not just moving the night along. You are disempowering someone in a subtle way. And um, the ways that we can, you know, if that's something that we can avoid doing, then so much the better. I wanted to do something a bit different today, just because, you know, it can it can all just get a bit samey, can't it? The same kind of thing every week. Um, but so I hope this is okay. Uh, a bit bit rambling, I know, but um, if you have, if, you know, if this has been something you've listened to, then I hope that it has been in some way sort of resonant um, and useful as a bit of a perspective. I know that I'm not the only... Uh, person within this particular company man's sphere who has a, a visual impairment so um yeah like e even if it's just fr from from that perspective that that other people can can listen to this and go ah yeah right that's you know that's a helpful perspective or i hadn't thought about that or maybe i had and, and it's nice to hear someone else say it whatever um i hope i hope there's something there that's uh that's of use i've, I've enjoyed this thank you uh thank you for uh for spending um the last half-ish hour with me. Uh, it's a lovely day. I'm about to go for my walk. My Tuesday routine is all off today because uh, I'm cooking slow pork today. Uh, I'm, no, I'm slow cooking pork. <laughs> the pork is at normal speed. Um, I'm slow cooking because I'm going to make pulled pork tonight. And uh, uh, so I'm, uh, I'm I just got, I just got going for eight hours, which meant that I had to do the prep fairly, fairly early this morning, which meant um, rubbing, my, rubbing my pork in flour. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and, and spices. Um Alright. Let's 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 button this up, hey? Um I love you. Um thank you for listening and I will speak to you again tomorrow. Have a very, very good day. Take care of yourself. Goodbye.